Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let me start with this. Yesterday, the news of a 38.7% drop in the GDP and a $120.4 billion deficit, both just in the second quarter of 2020. And if you add to that our trillion-dollar national debt and the announced drop in Canada's credit rating to AA by Fitch, and they, by the way, publicly worry about this country's ability to pay back. Then there are the arbitrary spending decisions by Mr. Trudeau, like his $37 billion EI CERB adjustment two days after proroguing Parliament, how do you assess all of this? Uh, well, as I said the other night, late in the night in my uh, in my victory speech, I'm very worried about the future of the country. I love the country. As you said, I served in uniform. I'm a patriot. And I want to make sure that my children, Molly and Jack, have the same opportunity. You know, sky's the limit should be the, the rule for any Canadian uh, child. And I'm worried that's going to be constrained by out-of-control spending, high taxes, and really... The, the Trudeau government had an ideological approach. They don't like manufacturing in Ontario. They don't like the oil and gas industry out west. They don't like mines. You know, they're they're turning their backs on many parts of our economy that help build the country. And boy, Roy, when we're coming out of this massive drop in our GDP and, and our economic performance, we can't pick or choose where Canadians work. We need to value the importance and nobility of work providing you for your family and building the country. And that will be what I'm pushing as a conservative leader. Let me ask you this. Who has the stop sign, Mr. O'Toole? You're not particularly enthusiastic, as I understand it, about a quick federal election. I get it. Many Canadians appreciate the money the federal government has put on the table to provide a backstop during the pandemic. But somebody's going to have to recognize the generational debt and if Mr. Trudeau and his new team, which is how he likes to phrase things, return to Parliament following prorogation with a throne speech which commits to plunging Canada into further huge debt, what will you do? We're going to present some alternative ideas and vision over the coming months for Canadians. We know that Mr. Trudeau is playing political games. He prorogued Parliament because a few of our MPs, Pierre Polyev and Michael Barrett, we're making life very uncomfortable. Bill Morneau had to resign after it was revealed he helped advance the case for the We Charity to, to benefit from a program that was kind of designed for them by Mr. Morneau, who'd taken trips, who had family employees. The, the entitlement of Mr. Trudeau, Mr. Morneau, and the people around him uh, led to questions about the ethics of this government. And so they prorogued Parliament. Now they're going to try and and use some marketing language and, and bribe taxpayers with their own money. Uh, but it's really rearranging the deck chairs as the Titanic is sinking. So we, we have to show Canadians an alternative, criticize Mr. Trudeau. But I want us to do so much more, and you're going to see that in the coming weeks. An election, working toward an election, though, if the speech from the throne carries with it the promise of huge new debt, that election drive would not be off the table for you i hope uh, we're we're sharpening our saber and what i'm so proud about roy our party we've got great mps our grassroots supporters are the best in the country we have no election debt from last october the liberals still do so they're the ones uh, you know rattling the saber ours is sharper and so if they want to play this game i think uh, ontarians remember when david peterson tried to get cute and uh uh, he, he was defeated trying to play games 
with with using an election to avoid accountability. So this is what the liberals do. Their only driving force is to remain in power so they could advance uh, things for themselves and their insiders. Uh, I'm going to be providing an alternate vision, opposing them, and at the right time, uh, uh, showing a, a clear sign of non-confidence. We know, you know, I know, that Mr. Trudeau's representatives are listening to this interview. They're going to be following you wherever you go, listening to whatever you say. Let me ask you this. And you just mentioned your two MPs, Mr. Barrett and Mr. Polyev, closing in on Mr. Trudeau in the Parliamentary Ethics and Finance Committee investigations into his behavior. He's already had two convictions of Conflict of Interest Act violations. We had Mary Dawson, uh, the former commissioner on this program, a few weeks ago, who suggested maybe the prime minister had a degree of blindness when it came to ethical decisions. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Are you worried about Mr. Trudeau's ethics, his ability to tell the truth? He, he shut down through proroguing parliament. Those two parliamentary committees investigating him. He, and again, he already has two convictions uh, on his record. Do you have concerns about the prime minister's ethics? Absolutely, I do, Roy. And I have from the very beginning, you know, look, you were one of the strong voices for Mark Norman. You'd know that the first liberal cabinet meeting, they tried to cancel a million, uh, hundreds of millions of dollar naval contract with a shipyard in Quebec. Yes. Uh, uh, and when they were caught, they threw a, 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 an incredible Canadian named Mark Norman under the bus. And then when they had to settle the lawsuit, they used Canadian taxpayer money to, to make up for maligning the name of a great Canadian like Admiral Mark Norman, who every day of his life he was either in a military family or had a military family of his own. Um, I, I, I thought it was atrocious. That was the first few weeks of their government, Lloyd. The, the first uh, ethical violation, Ms. Dawson's report also should startle Canadians, where the Prime Minister said he views himself more as a representative for Canada. He doesn't get into the details. He's He's more like a spokesperson or a celebrity model of some sort. He doesn't get into the nitty-gritty of decisions. Well, sorry, the prime minister has to understand the threats and opportunities for our country and, and fight for Canadian families. Uh, you're not a, a casual passenger for our country. And so they're going to see with me, I'm not a celebrity, but I've got a track record of getting things done in military and the private sector, and that's what I'll do for Canadians, get us back on track. So you don't have a, photo, a phone full of photographs of yourself? <laughs> no. And what, what's funny is, because I decided at around 16 to join the military, Roy, I really set a, a goal. I wanted to go to military college, which was going to pay for my school. You know, we came from a very modest middle-class background. My dad works at GM. And then I put myself, my wife Rebecca and I, put myself through law school while I was in the reserves. We didn't have a lot, but we had a little home in Halifax, and we value everything we've worked hard for, just like 99.9% .9 of your listeners, Roy. And I don't think the Liberals realize that they have grown completely out of touch with Canadians, and I include uh, Miss Freeland in this as well. If they have a throne speech full of uh, buzzwords and billions, uh, you're going to be hearing an alternative vision for us as we prepare to take the reins to get things back on track. Okay. Well, I know we asked for 10 minutes, and we're just about out of that time, but I just have three questions for you, and you can ask, answer them as quickly as you wish. Sure. The issue of race and diversity in our society now 
has never been more necessary to be dealt with. I shouldn't say necessary to be dealt with, but it really is on the front burner of everyone's attention right now. And it, I hope it stays there. What is your vision for the Conservative Party of Canada on the issue of race? And you have a remarkable uh, woman who is running for the leadership, Leslie Lewis. What happens to your party as far as that's concerned? Well, listen, I was very impressed with Dr. Lewis and was texting with her this morning. I want to get her into the House as part of our team. I think she's got a lot to offer. And our party, we are a party of liberty and, and meritocracy. We want to see zero roadblocks for anyone. We have a zero tolerance for racism and anti-Semitism. Intolerance of, of any kind is, is really a cancer that we have, to, we have to stamp out. And I'll tell you, Roy, a few years ago or a year and a half ago, um, I had a constituent, uh, uh, someone of color, that was was convinced they were being discriminated against by the federal government department they worked for. I agreed, and I advocated and was pushing the, the government. I, I want to make sure that anyone in Canada, and I said this the other night, regardless of race or creed, regardless of how long you've been here, the great thing about Canada is you should have the same opportunity of success than anyone else. And as conservatives... That we want to instill hard work, responsibility, helping others, but striving to succeed. And that will be at the core of what we talk about. And I think some people are going to be surprised. We're going to be attracting some great people, as Leslie Lewis did in her race, and speaking to more and more Canadians, hoping that they see themselves reflected in our party. Final question I have for you then. Uh, can, I'll put this together, ask you to put it together. If I say Western alienation, and then add climate change and Canada's energy sector, how do you put those three together? We've got to be proud of our energy sector, Roy. And this is what's crazy. On Trudeau's first trip abroad, he, as Prime Minister, he mocked this sector. Compare Canadian resources, oil and gas, forestry, mines, minerals, even agriculture, with any other country in the world. We have the highest standards of environmental mitigation. You can actually trust what our regulators say. You can't trust what comes out of Russia or Saudi Arabia or, or Venezuela. We should be proud. We should strive to get emissions down as much as possible. We should strive to engage more with Indigenous Canadians. That's why I was really upset when Trudeau cancelled Northern Gateway. He let down. He failed Indigenous Canadians who were one-third owners of that line. But let's, let's talk about the reality of the fact we can have an approach for the environment and reducing carbon emissions, while also recognizing if Canadian resources disappear, they will be replaced with the worst human rights defenders, the worst environmental record, no care about Indigenous or other issues. So let's stop this left attack at every working family in Canada and start being proud of what we do and strive to be even better. It's outrageous that we import 700,000 plus barrels of oil from other parts of the world daily because we don't have a infrastructure, pipeline infrastructure to get our own resources to our other provinces and out of the country. Mr. O'Toole, I'm going to leave you with this. I, uh, yesterday, decided I was just going to call to some people who know you. And whatever they told me about you, I was going to broadcast or publish. And in, in my editorial piece, I, uh, I wrote what um, Michel Drapeau, 34 years, a member of the military, a colonel when he retired, an independent uh, military lawyer now, had to say about you. He spoke very positively. He said you brought a lot of uh, cordiality and, uh, and, and, and good will to the Veterans Affairs Ministry, which had not been there. 
And he said if you'd stayed longer, it would have only improved. Well, I spoke with Don Sorokin from uh, from Equitas, and they, of course, the group that had the uh, class action lawsuit against the government, and you and I tweeted about that not long ago. Uh, and uh, Mr. Sorokin also said, uh, spoke very, very highly of you, thinks very highly of you. So that, uh, whether they spoke highly of you or not, I was going to tell the world what they had to say. I wanted to share that. Well, they're wonderful people. They're both great advocates for veterans, and Michelle had a great career in the Canadian Armed Forces. I, I also surround myself with great people, Roy, so I would never claim credit for some of the progress we made. I, but I am known as someone that's not about the selfies. That's not about image. I can't compete with Justin on name recognition. But in terms of commitment to this country, uh, I think more Canadians are going to see my commitment is deep, and I'm, I'm here to help. I'm not here for myself. Thank you for the time, and thank you for your service, Mr. O'Toole. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.